You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Let's spotlight the reigning champs with a good friend of the program, Andy Hart from PatriotsRadio.com, Patriots Football Weekly. Andy, great to work with you and your team. Last week in West Virginia covering those joint practices between the Patriots and the Texans. Can you handle us for another 10 minutes? Heck yeah. I'm just glad you guys made it out of town okay on the, the windy roads of West Virginia. <laughs> well, this time we did not defer to the app. I looked at a map. Old school technology works. <laughs> Let's talk football starting with Rob Gronkowski. Where do you think he is at this stage of his career coming back from his latest back surgery? I know he's been dabbling with Tom Brady's diet. Yeah, he has. And uh, he says or claims that he's not drinking coffee or alcohol. I'm not sure if I believe him 100%, but... Um, he looks good. Uh, he, I think he looks leaner. I think he's probably dropped a few pounds. He hasn't really told us. Um, but he looks athletic. He's caught the ball well. He saw his first preseason action since 2012. Um, you know, it, it's always a question with him, a roll of the dice. Can he stay healthy this year? But, you know, people may forget that when he was healthy last year, he was leading the NFL in yards per catch. He was over 21 yards per catch. Um, with all the weapons on this offense and the way I think defenses are going to be sort of spread out both vertically and horizontally, I think Gronk is ready to dominate yet again if he can just stay healthy. What about uh, Dante Hightower? You know, he's now been taken off the PUP list. Uh, give me your take on his condition, where he is. Will he be able to be, uh, be able to play come week one? You know, I, I think he's going to be able to play. Um, he's, he's out there practicing. He looked good to me even before he was practicing when he was off on the rehab field. Um, but the reality of the situation is this is a guy that he hit free agency and his value what it wasn't what maybe he thought it was going to be because of his injury history. I think he's a guy that his knee and his shoulder are forever going to be concerned. Those are injuries that he's played through the last two times the Patriots won the Super Bowl. He gutted it out. Everybody remembers he had the big tackle before the Malcolm Butler interception on the goal line against Seattle, and then he had the big strip sack against the Falcons. He did all that banged up. He is a guy that, coming from Saban, now working with Belichick since 2012, I think there's a great comfort between the team and the player that I'm going to need to be managed. There's going to be times where I'll probably miss some games, but when the season's on the line, I'm going to be there. Uh, and he is a key guy, and I, he's going to have an interesting role this year. I think he's going to be used more as a pass rusher. I think he's going to play on the edge more this year than as a middle linebacker. But, yeah, I expect him to be ready to go to start the season. I expect him to deal with some injuries throughout the year, and then I expect him to be there come January when they need him. Andy Hart, Patriots.com Radio is our guest on the NFL on TuneIn. Andy, we saw Tom Brady connect with Rex Burkhead for a touchdown pass Saturday in Houston. How big of a role could Rex play in this offense based on his versatility? Potentially a big one, but I think some of it has to do with the health of the guys ahead of him and what the, the role of guys like James White, you know, the Super Bowl hero, uh, who signed a contract extension this offseason, three-year deal, and Deion Lewis, who has looked really good this summer, coming back from the ACL. He's now more than a full year removed from it. I think he looks like his explosive self. And when he was explosive in this offense, he was unique. You know, early in 2015, he was doing things as a runner and a receiver in a way that made this offense as unpredictable as it's ever been. You know, over the years, they've had these guys that, you know, blunts a runner and whites the receiver. Well, when Dion Lewis is out there, he's capable of rushing for 100 yards. He's capable of catching for 100 yards. And if he can stay healthy and if they keep him, because I still think he's a guy that could be dangled as a trade chip looking for a, 
a pass rusher. But if they keep him, then Burkhead, you know, he's sort of the third passing back on the roster. Um, he's a guy that will play on special teams. Belichick likes it. He's a four-down player. But I also think he hasn't proven himself as a runner to me. You know, he had a 100-yard game, I think, the last game in Cincinnati. That sort of was his only real breakout game, you know, of his four years there. And even in the preseason game last week, he was better as a receiver than as a runner. He ran seven times for 20 yards, and that included an eight-yard run. So that means six other carries, you basically got 12 yards. Um, so I, I still have my doubts as to whether he can be a workhorse if Mike Gillisley is hurt, whereas I think Deion Lewis can run the ball. Andy, Jimmy Garoppolo in that last game against the Houston Texans ended up throwing an interception uh, that somewhat cost him the game. I know it's just a preseason, but when it comes to his performance, uh, how do you see Bill Belichick actually looking at a play like that and, and trying to keep it in perspective when knowing that preseason is not, uh, let's just say, the end of everything, but yet at the same time it could potentially be indicative to what maybe uh, he could do going into the, to the regular season if needed? Yeah, I think he hates it. I mean, I think if Jacoby Brissett does that, it's a, it's a teachable moment, as they say. Uh, I think for Jimmy Garoppolo, he probably hates it. And Jimmy Garoppolo hated it. He talked about it post-game. He knows he screwed up. Um, and it's not about losing the game. It's about that's how you lose games in the regular season. You do things like that when you need to play in the regular season. You lose games. And to me, that's where the question of Jimmy Garoppolo is. It's not whether he can play in the NFL. I think that's already been proven. He can play in the NFL. I think he's probably one of the 32 guys worthy of a starting job this year but can he be a top 10 type quarterback top 12 top 15 or is he a bottom tier quarterback guys that you know are never franchise guys and a lot of times the difference between the elite guys and the other guys is consistency and stupidity and don't make those mistakes and you know last week we saw the throw for the interception which was a bad decision and a bad throw don't throw it there and if you do throw it there get it the hell out of bounds and then secondly he had a strip sack on a blitz on a um, pass rush that he has to know is coming. That's on him. And I'm still not sure whether he blew the line call or whether he just needs to get rid of the ball on a hot read, but he can't turn away and just let a guy hit him and knock the ball free. And those are the, the plays that you lose because of in the National Football League. And those are the plays that keep you from becoming an elite quarterback. We know he can throw with some consistency and accuracy and move the ball, but those two mistakes right there, you lose games in the regular season, you become a, a middle-of-the-pack or bottom-tier quarterback. So I think I think that pissed off probably him uh, and certainly is a concern for Bill Belichick as the overall development continues. He's Cordell Stewart. I'm Brian Weber chatting with our pal Andy Hart from Patriots.com Radio. Andy, let's dig deeper on defense. We know how stout this unit could be, but how much do you think potentially they miss Rob Ninkovich who decided to retire last month? I think it's huge. Um, We just aren't seeing anyone really step up to take that opportunity. Uh, Coney Ely is the the top candidate, but he hasn't been able to find any role yet. You know, he, he opened training camp, was not on the practice field, said it was a thing between him and Belichick. He wasn't healthy. You know, is he fitting in? And then we see he plays wire to wire basically last week, the second preseason game in Houston. So you're talking about a second half when he's working with second and third stringers, and he, he's not really doing anything. He made a couple nice plays, but he's not dominating like you'd like to see him do in that time. As a former second-round pick, as a guy you hope can be a key guy for you this year, I mean, they're to the point where they had a guy, Caleb Kidder, who played in the first quarter, I think the first series. He's a guy they signed after camp started, an undrafted rookie out of Montana. You know, they have Harvey Longy, the uh, undrafted linebacker out of BYU, playing on the edge consistently, almost wire to wire in these preseason games. They are searching 
for guys that can be an impact on the edge. And that's why I say with Hightower back now off PUP, I think he's going to have a bigger role on the edge this year. But I also think I think they need to add a body or two at some point in the process. I don't think they have right now even a rotation of capable defensive ends at an NFL caliber. Uh, you have Trey Flowers who sat out last week, and he says he's healthy. I think they held him out because they just don't have any defensive ends, and he's so precious right now they can't afford to have him get hurt. Um, but I think they're going to be looking potentially for trades, potentially the waiver wire when cuts come down. Uh, I don't think the, the bulk or the core of the rotation at defensive end is even on the roster right now. I think that's going to be a work in progress. And, you know, I don't want to say it could be a fatal flaw because I think the team is good enough to overcome it. I think they'll score a ton of points and, you know, overcome that. But it's certainly, in my mind, the biggest weakness on the team right now. Andy, I, I, I think it's safe to say uh, that New England does everything different than everyone else. And I, and I think that's why they've been so successful but when looking at the next two games, they have uh, Detroit and the Giants. Considering what we saw in the Giants game against Cleveland with Odell Beckham, does Bill Belichick alter how he looks at these games because of the potential opportunity uh, of injuring a top player on offense or even defense? I don't think so, and certainly it doesn't look like this year in particular. I mean, we've seen in past years where they've rested a lot of guys, a lot of stars. You know, Deion Branch would get sort of the bubble wrap treatment. They would put him on the sidelines, and he wouldn't play in the preseason at all. Rob Gronkowski, bubble wrap, don't play. Well, this year Rob Gronkowski's playing, and I personally think, um, Bill hasn't said this, but I personally think it's a message to the team. I think he came into camp with an idea that this team, the, the early comparisons to 2007 and the 19-0 and talk, I think he came in to prove a point that this team hasn't done crap yet, hasn't proven a thing yet has a long ways to go. He has said that almost endlessly. Long ways to go. We all need to get better. Nobody's proven anything yet. And I think Gronkowski playing last week for the first time in five years was part of that. You know, even Rob Gronkowski, he got a certain treatment in the past. Well, he's nothing right now. He needs to prove it. He needs to earn it. He needs to get out there and play in the preseason. So I think this week you're going to see a traditional preseason game. You know, it won't stun me if he goes the other way because Bill changes at the flip of a switch. But um, I think you're going to see a lot of guys play, and, and I mean, defensively, they haven't been very good, um, and that includes the starters early in last week's game. Um, offensively, they haven't really had a lot of fluidity in the passing game yet. Um, Brady hasn't, you know, really clicked with any of these new weapons or the returning stars, you know, other than Burkhead. That was a nice catch and run. So, yeah, I think they're going to play a lot this week. Now, the fourth game, he'll treat it as he always does, and that's, you know, a competitive game for the bottom of the roster guys, but I think you're going to see a lot of the Patriots stars this week because Bill's always said over the years, you know, football players play football when they're healthy. You can't play in fear of injury, and, and I think that'll be the case this week. Andy, as we wrap it up, your Patriot credentials well-established, Patriots.com radio, Patriots football weekly. Have you tried Tom Brady's diet to go all in with the Patriots? Hell no. No <laughs> way. First of all, I need caffeine. Second of all, I need alcohol. Third of all, I like to eat meat way too much. I mean, there is nothing about his diet that appeals to me. I, I don't understand it. And, you know, quite frankly, there's some of this science, all these nutritionists who've looked at it and questioned whether it's even um, all that a positive of a thing. So, yeah, no, I like sugar and cupcakes and candy and meat and hot dogs and hamburgers way too much for that. So you're saying it's a good thing that I down 19 Diet Cokes per show just to get the caffeine flowing for the sake of compelling content. 
Yes, caffeine is good, although I always tell my friend Paul Perillo, who you guys did some radio with last week, who pounds Diet Pepsi the same way, um, you can't spell diet without die, and I worry about that <laughs> in those diet sodas. Andy, I'm committed to the product that much. I will lay my life on the line. Thanks again for the insights, my man. We'll chat with you soon. Thank you, Andy. All right. See you guys. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on TuneIn. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on TuneIn.